It's DTS-146, more GameStop press material leak, meaning Destiny News 425? Maybe, but we'll certainly get stuff in the May 4th earnings call. All that and more coming up. You're listening to Gary The Show. What's good, everybody, and welcome to Destiny the Show, the Destiny news podcast to keep you, the Guardian, ahead of the curve in the world of Destiny. I'm BBK Dragoon, joined as always by my great co-host, Diddy. What is up, dude? How did Wrath of the Machine go? Man, it's going great. Wrath of the Machine was very good. It's uh, one of our raid team's members' favorite raids, so he was super stoked. Shout out to Jim. Jim Hype? Yep, and (laughs) I think we should just mark this show as a historic moment that BBK got the intro on the first try. It's happened a few times. Myths have spoken of such things. (laughs) Usually it takes a couple tries, but uh, nailed it today. Sometimes it's like 18 tries. Other times it's like, I know where we're going. I know what we're talking about. Well, I think today was an easy one to nail because we are in that interim period between now and May 18th where we're going to get the Destiny 2 gameplay reveal, but in between then and now, there's not a whole lot going on. So I can't lie saying that there's earth-shattering news today, but we did get a little bit of information from a GameStop press material leak showing off that maybe some placeholder press material stuff for Destiny is going to show up in stores on April 25th. We dug back into our treasure trove of insider info, Diddy, that is the Activision Blizzard's earnings calls. And the next one coming up is May 4th, which is actually right around the corner. And it's going to be a big one, man. This is like their quarter four earnings call, so it's going to totally recap the year. They've got all their money in place, like they made $6.6 billion last year across all Activision Blizzard, which is just insane. And I think they're going to be ready to talk up Destiny 2 huge with the World War II being confirmed for Call of Duty, Overwatch being their fastest game ever to hit 25 million unique user or registered accounts or whatever metric it is. It's going to be a busy week in a week and a half. I said week there twice. What'd you do this Destiny reset thingy? <laughs> well, uh, focused on Wrath of the Machine mainly, we... Uh... We, our first run, we barely missed the challenge for Axis by one slam in the final damage phase. Uh, and by that time, it was, you know, a couple of our fire team had to uh, had to bounce after that run. So we just decided to finish it, not do the challenge. But we got it done eventually, uh, or at least I did, um, later that week. So got some nice adept weapons. I still don't have... Uh, I'm still looking for a new helmet because I want a better roll on my helmet for 400 and I still don't have the Wrath of the Machine hand cannon. I just, I, I've never got it before, and I really, really want it. I love some of those Adept Wrath weapons. They look absolutely fantastic. And now all four of the weekly featured raids have come. They've been rotated, and next week it's Crota's End. It starts all over again. How did you like this, Diddy? Was it really fun getting to raid each week once again? Yeah, and, you know, even though they are not, I mean, we've done all four featured raids right i mean it it's a weekly activity now so it's not like i'm oh i'm done i've done all four rotations i don't need to do it again i'm still looking for things to get in terms of the loot table and i need those things so yeah i'm gonna jump back in and weekly featured with the challenges having that chance to get those adept weapons is is very good i i like that you know having it featured i think that's the main point (laughs) with age of triumph 
having the raid featured makes me want to do it every single week because it's a reason to, you know? Ornaments! Those are the greatest looking things in the game. <laughs> Time to farm up those ornaments. All right, diving into the news. This week at Bungie didn't bring us a whole lot of new news. However, there was one sentence that said they are rehearsing for the May 18th gameplay reveal. Diddy, does that mean there's going to be a musical number right before they drive into <laughs> PvP? I sure hope so. You know, Deej with his famous dance that's now an emote in Destiny as well. So he's going to just going to have like multiple iterations of himself on the screen, just mirrored with a, like a... What's the... um. The high kicker in the line, whatever that's called. Can-can. You know, Deej has a theatrical background, I think, dude. Oh, then he's probably done it on stage before. So let's Mm -hmm. get it on the stream. Getting the Rockettes, flying them out there. (laughs) Nothing says Destiny 2 like a can-can, Diddy. I love the way you think. Other than that, Hotfix 2602. All right, I remembered the number there. (laughs) Finally came out. They fixed a crash that happened while you respawned with Knuckles of Ao active in the raids. I think this was one in particular. Vault of Glass was the culprit here, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's that's where we saw it first, at least. Okay, so that's been resolved. The never-ending trials matches has been resolved, and they did note what the actual problem was. They said fixed an issue where the elimination round timer was stopping indefinitely when a guardian was killed immediately after being revived in high latency matches. So in laggy matches, some of those like timers would just go on and on and on. And if you didn't orbit out, it could just go on indefinitely. So <laughs> glad that's finally fixed. Uh, they fixed a few things with Eververse where the treasure of ages that you earned from completing activities each week were previously not stacking. They fixed the little pinging of the API ditty so you shouldn't have um, the Age of Triumph rep- record book spamming every time you open up a Destiny item manager or an Ishtar collective. So all of these things, very, very good. And I think they fixed a quest uh, for the weekly Heroic Story playlist. It wasn't progressing. The pushing back, the darkness quest step of A Tale of Two Guardians. Was that the friend quest, Diddy, that we did? The recruit a friend quest? Ooh, I don't remember. That was a fun quest line on PlayStation. It was, yeah. We, we did do that on PlayStation together. And uh, it was unique and... You know, just a lot of fun. Get get a new player ingrained into Destiny. It was it was good. Totally. All right. Speaking of the raids, Diddy, there is a pretty cool resource floating out there, isn't there? Yes, there is. So for any raider, not necessarily the ones who raided these last couple of weeks, but if you're looking to raid before Destiny Two, there is a very good resource in the um, from Rise of Bacon. He's a very well-known Redditor poster about, you know, very detailed information about Destiny, and it's a raid loot table. So where to get a specific piece of raid loot during that particular raid. So like, where can I get my helmet from any of the encounters? This table is where I'm going to find that information. Totally. It's going to be linked on our website, destinytheshow.com. And it's also available on Reddit. Pretty cool. Thank you, Rise of Bacon, and that person who compiled all of those things. I don't know if it was Bacon as well. It would be uh, actually the one who posted the the reference point is uh, Fresh Word Salad. Fresh Word Salad. That is a rockin' Reddit username right there. <laughs> so a leaked picture from a GameStop employee was floating around this week showing off press materials that are going to be showing up April 
25th for both Call of Duty and for Destiny. Now we're assuming it's Call of Duty because it shows on one side Activision title shipment will arrive Tuesday, April 25th, and then the other side shows Destiny shipment will arrive Tuesday, April 25th. We have no idea what this is going to be, Diddy. Probably maybe one of those marquees, posters. You worked at GameStop. You you saw these things pretty regularly, didn't you? Yeah, it, it looks to me like a layout for, um, like when you walk into the store, it's one of those little, not really a kiosk, but one of those big cardboard stands with yeah. marketing. And like it has game cases there with marketing uh, cover covers yeah. on them. They're not mm-hmm. actually the game cover uh, and they're empty boxes. So it, it looks like it's going to be something like that that we would see at uh, our local GameStops. Totally. And that is the day before I think they do the worldwide gameplay reveal of Call of Duty World War II. So all those leaked photos turned out to be the real deal. I want to rewind the clock real quick, though, Diddy, back to the weekly update, because we're now two for two, are we not? Oh, yeah, we are for the movie of the week and the community confluence that we've been doing. Yes, we are. Yeah, so the Solo One Sword 390 Crota last week actually won Movie of the Week. That's yep. pretty stinking cool. Glad. Well done, dude. The week was the, uh, the Cowboy or Destiny Defender Bebop. Defender Bebop. Defender Bebop, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so two for two, we're going to hope for a, 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 what's it called, a hat trick? Yes. Hat yes. Trick. Let's do it. We'll just have to dive. I think we do Community Confluence right now then, Diddy. What's yours? So and no mine pressure. Is, <laughs> mine is actually not a video, so we're relying on yours for our uh, for our hat trick here. Oh no! Um, it's actually um, just a, it's a it's another Reddit post because at work I on Reddit all the time, um, but it is Destiny related. I promise. It's actually um, the story of Destiny and things to know before Destiny Two, and this is fantastic read. It's very long, uh, but I want to thank. Coppin' it, washing it, uh, for posting this uh, this detailed breakdown. It's not really, it's not like detailed, detailed. It's just a very nice summary of uh, the darkness, the traveler, the golden age, Siva, the hive, the fallen, all the main points of destiny thus far. It gives you some more background. And, you know, I've always said that I want to learn more about destiny lore, and I've just never sat down and done it. I actually sat down and read this entire post and it is phenomenal it makes me want to read every single grimoire card and i think that's what i'm going to do i'm going to do kind of like a destiny not necessarily a new year's resolution but like before destiny 2 comes out i'm going to do like a resolution of i'm going to read every single grimoire card because this post has sparked my love for destiny lore even more and while it's a long post it's actually not terribly it's not like you're opening up a book i think it's three thousand ish words so I want to dive into this and read it because same thing. I want to get into the lore of Destiny, but I've never really known where to start. Yeah, I've watched a few videos here and there, and every time I do, I'm like, wow, this is so cool. I want to know more about this world. Maybe Destiny 2, they'll start doing things outside of just the game universe, kind of like an extended, here are some novels about the Golden Age type thing. You think? Yeah, that would be be really cool. And I I think a a couple of the Grimoire cards actually go into that detail as well, but... I know what you mean. A, a, a grimoire card is not enough information because, you know, this universe that Destiny or Bungie have created is very, very deep. Yeah, and we you've talked about it before. Destiny 2, I want voice acted, some type of artwork and animation grimoire cards that you can view in-game, yes. right? Yeah, just like the collectibles you would get. I'm thinking Shadow of Mordor immediately. 
you get those artifacts and it gives you some background and some voice acted lines and it's like wow this is not story material but it's cool side quest stuff so I think one thing I want to point out here in this thing when he's talking about Oryx and the the background of the hive how they came to be and the cabal as well you know introducing the cabal and what we know about the cabal right now and now that we've seen the reveal trailer for destiny 2 it's like oh i think i know what's coming now because of what is said in this uh, in this write-up so i don't want to spoil anything so go ahead and read that if you uh if you're interested in learning about some speculation on the destiny 2 front What's coincidental, and it was completely not planned because you, you and I pick our confluences separate of one another. My community confluence this week is a video from Nucleonic called Queen's Ransom, House of Wolves epilogue. It's a fan-made little short machinima based on a Grimoire card from nice. Destiny. I won't spoil the narrative. You guys can check it out. It's short. It is, uh, I think, the best you could probably do with the tools you have in Destiny. This guy actually went in by hand and rotoscoped out the character models. And what that means, it's it's basically drawing an edge around all of the character models, so it's essentially like Photoshopping every single frame. So if you've got Skolas moving around, this person, when you rotoscope, is having to adjust the edges of that, we'll call it like a map, basically, of, of the character. So he's cutting the character model out each of the frames so he can put it in a new environment. Uh, the voice acting, it's, it's not like the greatest. You're not gonna look at it and go, oh my gosh, production value is insane. But I loved the effort he put into it, and the potential it shows for this type of stuff in Destiny 2 is amazing. There are a lot of wannabe machinima creators and current machinima makers. I'm not taking anything away from it, but the toolbox for Destiny 1 is so limited. I thought that Nucleonic did a great job. And you can check it out on our website, destinytheshow.com. Both of those things sort of rang true. All right, Diddy, yeah. I don't think that's going to make movie of the week. I think our streak is going to be broken. <laughs> I mean, I hope it does, but it, you reminded me, you know, about the tools in Destiny are not as great as what they are. You know, we had uh, for, Forge and Theater Mode in Halo 3 in 2007. Like, that's when it was introduced, right? Yeah. And I mentioned that because Theater Mode, right? I really want that in Destiny because it reminded me when we're doing our raid this last week, when oh. I was in my death screen on the Zamboni part. Like I was just, I was flipping through the characters doing third person and doing call outs like, oh, there's a captain behind you, watch out. It actually bumped me out to like an over, like over the eye, like aerial shot of the top of the, the wall of the Death Zamboni fight. So I saw the whole fire team. I saw the Death Zamboni. I saw the tank drop from the sky. And I'm like, oh my God, this is awesome. This is a beautiful shot. And I tweeted it out. You can check it on my Twitter. It's totally not a shout out and plug for my social media, but it is awesome. It was like, I want to do this at my own free will. Whenever I want. I want to go into like my recorded strike and I want to do third person over the shoulder like breakdowns. Like this is where we go. These are the paths you want to take. I want to do something like that and I can't do it because I don't have theater mode. <laughs> I think it's going to happen in Destiny 2. I'd be very surprised if it didn't. Like for PvP and I hope it happens for PvE activities because remember you also had campaign theater in Halo 3. It was so cool. The level of detail that you could go into and I think on these harder raids you could have the ultimate hype mm -hmm. victory videos. You had that in year one where you'd have the actual celebration of these ridiculous loot drops and down in Crota's End and that epic music where the raid team had, raid team had tried for so long to get it and they finally do. <laughs> you don't really have those kind of victory montages anymore with raids. However, I, I think King's Fall, dude, like <laughs> those day one people who tackled King's Fall, that's an accomplishment. That was a hard raid. 
Yeah, that, oof. So precise. So precise. Yes. So the next Activision Blizzard Investors Earnings Call is going to be going on May 4th. If you guys just Google that, you can end up landing on their Seeking Alpha page that has a link to the Listen Live Now. All you have to do is select like you're a member of the press or, or media or something like that, and you're allowed to listen in. It's a public call. There's nothing, you know of hidden away that you can't get access to and they're pretty fun to listen to as they're a prepared presentation basically for their stock and shareholders to say we did absolutely amazing you should keep buying more of our stocks <laughs> um but there is always a little bit of hints as to what's coming in timelines for their different games especially in the question and answer section which is always like they pre-selected the questions that they're yeah. going to be willing to answer. That's a great question. We have a huge line I mean there's such Scripted softball response. questions. Yeah. yeah. You don't have anybody on there in the mic going, how dare you? How dare you? <laughs> I wish All right. that happened. Oof. Yeah, that would be pretty hilarious. However, I did want to touch on a couple of things because Blizzard Activision corporate head put out a proxy statement, which essentially just means the board and the stockholders are going to be voting on a few things later this year. Boring, boring stuff. It's mainly about like election of the directors, election of like how much those executive compensation packages should be, and how often should we vote on these executive compensation packages. But chock full in here are some of their quarter four numbers that we're going to hear about in the earnings call shortly. $6.6 billion in generated revenue last year. Those are gap earnings. So that's pretty much like fairly accurate. 25, uh, their fastest game to 25 million players globally was Overwatch and received 55 Game of the Year awards. They are plugging Overwatch all over their stuff <laughs> right now, all over their business metrics. And then last year, or excuse me, in last the fourth quarter, they had 447 million monthly active users. And that's like wow. an average number across three months. That does include King. That's not just Blizzard games and Activision games. They own Candy Crush, the right. King. So. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much the majority of that are the people playing the Candy Crush um, King games because it's it's ludicrous. I can't remember what the numbers were, did he? It was like, I'd say 70% of that or 65% of that was just King users, right? Wow. <laughs> it was ludicrous. <laughs> That's insane. So, preview of what's going to come next May 4th. Uh, we'll probably hear a little bit about timelines too for E3 and that type of stuff. All right, Diddy. Since it's been a news light week, we've got probably three, four weeks before we're getting any sort of stuff for that gameplay reveal. I wanted to review Destiny 1. We're going to go through our favorite experiences or moments or highlights between each of the different eras. Today we're starting with Vanilla through Dark Below. Next week we'll touch DB through like House of Wolves and so on and so forth until we get current. So if you can rewind yourself back, we're skipping Alpha Beta. It's September 7th or was it 9th? 9th. September 9th. September 9th, 2014. Run me through your favorite stuff between September 9th and December. Man, so I started out on the PlayStation 4, right? That's the reason I bought the PlayStation 4 was Destiny Alpha, Beta, Access, and I wanted to play on the PlayStation. And I was just, you know, since I had played the Alpha and the Beta, I played through the (laughs) first five story missions. I'm like, yeah, I know exactly what to do. And then once I got to the moon, like I played the first mission like I did in the beta. And then, oh my goodness, just learning the rest of the the moon mission and the, the Venus and going to Mars. It's the fact that I go to different planets, that's something I never really experienced in a shooter before. And, well, I guess Halo, whatever. It, it was just a new experience, right? It was finally a new Bungie game. 
It was awesome. I did not have very many friends who played Destiny on the PlayStation uh, when we first started out. You know, we we talk about the Pine- Pineapple Boys all the time. They actually started on the Xbox 360, and I didn't sync up with them and you until uh, November of 2014. That's when I finally got Destiny on the Xbox, and I decided to run two consoles at the same time. Eventually, Xbox took priority, and because that's where all my friends were, and that's when it really opened up my eyes to Destiny as a social game. You know, from September to November, I was just playing solo. I would play the story missions, I played Strikes and Crucible, and that's it. And I hit like level 22 on the PlayStation. Yeah. Before November, and like that's my that was my cap. That was the highest I ever hit <laughs> until like the dark below on the PlayStation, right? I, I on PlayStation, that. but on, on PlayStation. <laughs> Xbox. But on Xbox, you, yeah. for the month of November, I was grinding so much. And since it was the social aspect, once I hit level 20, it was like, oh my God, I can raid now. Well, not level 20, but uh, that's when I figured out, okay, I need to get raid ready. I need to get these types of ge- this type of gear, these types of weapons, and just started the grind. And that was when... Uh, around the time that the loot cave was a thing. Um, and since I was uh, <laughs> catching up, I participated in the loot cave on my Xbox Nothing wrong character. with that. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that, sir. I think all of us at some point have shot into a dark hole before. And uh, that was also the time that because of that, it became like a cultural phenomenon that uh, there was this uh, web flash game that was literally just (laughs) this poly, like 10 poly count cave. And you just clicked in the dark hole and it just shot out different colors. It was really funny. Um, Yeah. But yeah, the the change to Xbox, I think, really shot up my Destiny skill and career, I would say, personally, um, because it introduced me to those social aspects, right? The community side of the game, because at that point I got to level 26 on the Xbox, like solo. And at that point I was like, I really don't know what else to do. Then I started playing with some of the pineapple boys who were upgrading to the Xbox one around that time. We'd go in nightfall and suddenly the whole world of 27 and 28 seemed attainable, seemed reachable because mm-hmm. you now had people to A, nightfall with and then B, go raid with to get involved in that shard culture, which we don't have anymore. I mean, raiding was <laughs> the way to get your character to level 29, level 30 back in the day. And then I remember our first Vogue run. First Vogue run is still my ultimate PvE yes. memory of you Destiny 1. You and I did Vault of Glass together. You got everything. With the Pineapple Boys. <laughs> got everything you'd ever want. say everything. I got the Fabringer. I got the, uh, the Found Verdict. And I got... The last word, dude. Your favorite word. gun. Yeah, that was my favorite gun. That was the first time I got the last word. And I used that gun until they changed the light level. I used that particular last word, even though I got a couple more later. Oof. I was like, yeah, it's a hand cannon. And that was before like the last word was discovered to be the, the best gun in crucible right and i used that in pve pvp i used it everywhere i used it in like multiple raid runs after that and they're like why are you using that gun i'm like dude it's awesome i can twirl it on my yeah, it's got the <laughs> twirl doesn't do any damage but it twirls am i right and in pvp it was super sweet back then too if you were on the playstation you had the hawk moon that gun was unbelievably good there were some seriously unbelievably guns in year one for pvp mm-hmm. i got the Suros regime on my first nightfall and that changed everything that was 
That was incredible. And then February rolled around, and I'll save that for next time because we're going to talk about, you know, Thornpocalypse. One of the things I want to point out that I remember that I actually liked is in between the story missions and the planets, you usually had about two levels worth of grinding to do. If you just yes. plowed through the story, they had built in enough space for you to actually go run probably two hours of strikes before you were to move on to the next story mission. And I'm sure somebody's like, it took me like 15 minutes of strikes, so not two hours. But for me, it was like, maybe go run four or five strikes to get a level or two. I liked that. It slowed down the pace at which we absolutely gobbled up the dismally disappointing Destiny 1 story. (laughs) I remember, too, the week after, uh, I think it was like Destiny, the show number 12 or 13, we were sort of tepid with our response about Destiny. We had both sort of expected <laughs> a really big halo light campaign, and we're still not sure what the game was at the time. And I remember we got some very critical feedback from listeners going, dude, don't rain on the parade. Destiny's awesome. You don't know what you're talking about. Give it time. And we sort of took that to heart the first month or two of the show, and we did give it time. And once you discovered that community element, playing the game with friends... It's a totally different game. If you're a solo player, and I think it still remains this way at Destiny, if you're a solo player, you're playing pretty much a different game than Destiny. And I hope in Destiny 2, man, they put in-game more ways for people to connect with one another because relying on third-party sites, I can only say to people so much, yeah, this game is sweet if you have friends to raid with, but if you don't have friends to raid with or play PvP with, it's a different game. And that doesn't change a lot of people's perceptions, you know? Yeah, I mean being able to communicate and talk about things, not just like, oh, this Crucible match last night, blah, blah, blah. Actually be able to talk about, oh, yeah, we did this Atheon run last night, and I finally got to hold the relic, and it was, oh, man, it was so great. Being able to, like I said, it's very social destiny, right? That's It's totally different, like you said. it's If you're not playing with um a community to to talk about the game with and and play the game with it's it's very i think it would be very shallow right it is but not think i definitely is it's designed to be built as a community focused game with just no community finding tools in the game (laughs) (laughs) yeah and we we constantly get uh questions how do i find a raid group i've never raided before i'm just now getting into destiny like last week we had a couple messages from brand new guardians like hey i'm getting into destiny now what do i do and it's like oh man you are in for a treat because uh, and then we direct them to the the correct locations and then they start raiding and they're like they come back they say oh yeah that was awesome and it's 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 a good feeling if you are one of those new players it is easy for us to say oh just go out there and find a raid team but i know it's daunting it's intimidating it can take time and it's hard there really is no easy formula one, two, three, and I'm accepted into a clan of great people who play regularly. It's hard right now. Not a lot of people are active all the time. Most of your diehard players are reaching that kind of burnout point where they're just playing it maybe a few times a week or once a week just to sort of do their activities and the rotation stuff. But if I can just give you a word of encouragement, stick with it, apply to different clans, maybe try out LFG sites because it is worth it, man, to be able to go back through and try Vogue for the first time again if I was a new player that would be a pretty epic experience or any of the raids at this point. And now with the weekly featured activities for the raids, you have a lot more people raiding again. So, Mm -hmm. all right. I think that's going to do it for our Destiny 1. You have any last things to add before we dive into Dark Below next week? I think, you know, jumping into the sea of trying to find people to play with, you know, you can also go down our our avenue. We have our Discord, discord.me slash Destiny the Show. 
primarily Xbox, we're going to be honest, but if you're looking for some people to play with, one or two Guardians, there's always people that are looking to play Destiny in our Discord. And they're, they're nice people. I think our Discord community is fantastic, always open and willing to teach you the raid because I know with a lot of LFG groups, it's a lot of, oh man, I have to do it right. I have to do it perfect. Otherwise, they're going to yell at me and kick me out and I'm not going to do it. That doesn't happen in our in our neck of the woods. And also check out Destiny Reset Podcast. I think they've got an yes. incredibly awesome, nice, active Discord as well where you can make more friends. Just start diving in, man. Don't be afraid. Most of these communities are really nice for the most part. I think Destiny as a whole is a pretty nice community. All right. Diddy, where can people find your content? Twitter.com slash Diddy, D-T-S, D-I-T-T-Y, D-T-S, and YouTube.com slash Wooshness, W-O-O-O-S-H-N-E-S-S. And I am still planning on doing some uh, Destiny 2 beta streams on our Twitch at twitch.tv slash Destiny the Show. But, of course, we don't know when that's going to happen yet. <laughs> no. Twitch.tv slash Destiny the Show is the link for the stream, like Diddy just said. You can go to our website, destinytheshow.com, for all the links from today and more, or you can follow the show Twitter at Destiny the Show if you want to be made notified when the latest show goes live or just send us a silly picture or a gif. We always love that. You can follow me at Dragoon on both YouTube and Twitter. Thank you so much for listening. Have an awesome week, and we'll check in with you next time after we've seen some new press material.